Yo, 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 hello and welcome to another episode of Selena's Underground Podcast. We are your weekly look at the news, events, and happenings all around Selena's. I am your host, Oz, and today I'm solo, but I am joined by three lovely people, MS Yete, Sofa Queen, and Cal. We'll get into why they're here and with the cool shit that they're doing in a little bit. Uh, but before we get into that, I want to remind everybody to please, please, wherever you're listening to, hit that subscribe button. People are doing a much better job Spotify. I'm trying to push everybody to download on Spotify because it's so user-friendly and you can listen to it there. But it's available on Spotify, iTunes, Google Music, iHeartRadio, all for free. That's another big question. Though. How much does it cost? Like, well, thank you for thinking that we charge, but it's for free. We do this for free. Um, and, and if you do listen on one of those apps, please rate and review. Please rate and review once again if it's four or five stars. If it's less than four stars, hey, keep your shit to yourself. Right. I don't want to hear deal. about that. Fair deal, right? Yeah, <laughs> you, you're free to have your opinion, just don't state it publicly. Unless it's a four to five star review, then you are free to review us. Uh, but you can also follow us on the social media, at Selena's Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat too, but we never post on that because we are old. Uh, and there is where we always were promoting a lot of the events, like the events that we're going to talk about today. Uh, people are, are very great at doing that. More people follow us, I think, on social media than listen. We'll take it, but listen to the fucking show, man. That's why we do this. Uh, but anyway, getting that out of the way, let's get into the fucking show. So anyway, what's up? Welcome, y'all. I got three of you. Yeah, what's up? How y'all doing? Good, good. Good. Chilling. Good, good, good. Hanging out on Sunday, neglecting personal responsibilities because, you know, I got to be doing laundry and putting my kids to bed right about now. People are sitting there like, it's bedtime. He should be tucking me in right now. Where is he? (laughs) He's at a bar talking into a microphone. Watching the game, having a beer. It is what it is. That's how excited they are of you not being an adult. Like, he, he, it's so exciting. <laughs> I'm going to cheer him on. MS7 is not an adult. He's, he's leaving that behind. Let me cheer him on. Uh, but anyway, you guys just came from your own show, right? Yes, you guys sir. were great, grace, graceful, grateful. I don't oh, know the yeah. term. Enough to be here. You guys, you guys performed earlier. Did all three of you perform? I uh, missed the show. Oh, they rocked. Yeah. They rocked. I was working. I had to work today. You got there a little late. I got there late, but I helped load equipment, so. So that's moral support. That kind of counts, you know. Moral support. And this event was was an uh, an open mic type poetry show at the mall. Yeah, right? you you can say that. I think it's more of a showcase. It was a variety of different artists and a lot of different talent. So we had definitely some hip hop artists uh, out of here, Salinas, California. But uh, we also had folks come down, uh, you know, bless us with some oldies. So shout out to Mr. Joster. Shout out to. Uh, Terry King, you know, for, for bringing slightly different vibes other than hip-hop. Slide out to the folks that brought the OG vibes for sure, is, you know, I mean, just kind of set, like setting a tone, so to speak, right? So, I mean, it's, it's not just a, an open mic where folks are uh, signing up at the door and, you know, it's that free-flowing, but we, we definitely... It was a little bit want, more structured. A little bit more, but definitely uh, trying to keep the, the overall vibe, you know, family-friendly, all ages, you know, free. I mean, essentially, it, what, what makes community come together, right? Yeah, just making all those barriers that typically prevent something from from happening and removing them all as much as possible to bring everybody together. So and so then well, this was a free event, free all ages, free event yeah. all Middle ages the day, at the mall, mall, right? Yeah. At, Pretty accessible. Yeah, at, at the at, mall at um, Main Street Art Main Studio, Street Art. Main Street Art Studio, which again, if anybody, it used to be the arcade, right? Yes, way sir. back in the day for all those old fucks. 
Uh, it was an arcade for several versions it of it. Uh, Aladdin's Castle. Aladdin's Castle at one point, yeah. And, and um, but now it's an art studio, art supply store. They do classes, right? Uh, I don't know exactly everything they do, but they definitely hold classes and they definitely do hold studio sessions there it's, for yeah, folks it, to, you know, come out and do it as, uh, again, as a family, you know, because my wife's done it with our kids, kind of like mommy and me painting classes, but also, you know, just opening it up to folks that maybe want to have like a sip and paint night or things like oh, that. Oh, really? Nature. Yeah. I don't know if they do it out of the studio, but I know it's the same folks that run it. Oh, Well, okay. then go and do it like, uh, you know, at different home, venues. Or like at a, di- at a restaurant and yeah. they could bring it to your home. But it's people that are involved in the art community locally, right? It's anybody who wants to do it. It's pretty uh, attainable from from what I recall. You know, it's and like, I mean, people who normally don't paint just come out and try something new. And, you know, you do it with, with a friend. You do it with your kids. So. And do they normally hold events there? Or how did you meet these people to do to do that? Oh, that's a that's a deep question. If, if we have yeah. the time. Um, so once upon yeah, a we, time. We got yeah. hours, man. All right, all right. It's podcast, yeah. baby. No. Nah, so the folks behind Main Street Art Studio Gallery are uh, they used to be my neighbors. Right. So, I mean, that's one way that we definitely formed a bond. But even before that, uh, they'd come out and they would do uh, like, for example, we did the Music Art Summit with Bakun 12 once upon okay, a year. Yeah. You know, that was many years ago. Oh, and yeah, they were one that. of the booths there. And I remember them, you know, having like a like. A did DJ they have a studio booth. at this point? No, no. This was just them kind of coming out and doing like, you know, having a turntable and letting kids play with it. What you the know, fuck? They're but, just like we're artists who, who yeah, we are? But they were like visual artists as well. So they do uh, airbrushing. Right. Yeah. And so based on that, we kind of formed a, a connection and then we would do collaborations at the library. So I'd be doing hip hop workshops there, teaching kids, which, you know, or showing library? Cesar Chavez Public yeah, Library. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. So then uh, we'd rotate it. So we'd do that Tuesdays, Thursdays. And it's like every week or more like every time we had a session, we'd rotate from breakdancing, you know, sessions. What the fuck? You saw breakdancing at the no, library? No, no, no. This was oh. all in collaboration. So, I mean, me, I can probably well, do it. Not you, a but window. people taught breakdancing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, That's we, the Chavez Library. Yes, sir. This was, again, this isn't right now. This is, you know, yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, this back. is in the past. Yeah, so shout out to B Girl V. Uh, you know, she was pretty much the B Girl instructor, you know. What? And, uh, and then uh, Joseph and Main Street Art Studio, well, what is now Main Street Art Studio back then, they were coming around under the umbrella of Studio 316. Uh, but really, they were just, you know, offering airbrush supplies and letting kids, you know, kind of go to town on stencils and yeah. painting shirts. and But all water-based, all washable. So <laughs> they get on furniture, clothes. Parents don't get all mad yeah. and shit. And, and, like, kids loved it. Honestly, like, it's those aspects of what I call hip-hop, you know, that, that kind of make it all-inclusive, right? Because me as an MC, I can show folks how to write a song or how to, like, you know, tell a story through rhyme. But uh, it's these folks that, you know, are good with their hands at creating something, such as painting something, that then find a way to do it. So maybe it's not like aerosol graffiti style, but, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of very similar. It's, it's air coming out through a compressor, you know, getting some paint. Yeah. Stuff. So um, there was a lot of similarities that we, we'd call that the visual arts. I mean, we'd pretty much call it graffiti, but not vandalism. Right. And so, uh, again, B-Girl V was doing her thing. Um, and, you know, I'd, I'd be kind of showing how to make beats. So it was kind of the four elements of hip hop. From emceeing to, you know, not DJing, but beat making and then dancing and painting. So that's kind of how I formed a bond with them. And so all these years later, uh, they got Studio 316 kind of rebranded under Main Street Art Studio. And now they've been at North Main for a little while at Northridge Mall. Uh, Right now, their current thing that they're working on, I think that they're calling it something like uh, modular or mobile uh, murals, mobile murals. What the fuck? So they're able to essentially kind of roll out a big old canvas and, uh, you know, paint it. I think they're working out of... uh, the rec center in Castorville right now. 
So every Thursday I hear that there's kind of ongoing meetings where folks come out and paint together and eventually these murals that are being created in Castroville are going to be exchanged and traded with other murals being done all throughout the county, uh, I think in Monterey. So that'll be uh, interesting to see, you know, the mural in Monterey traded with the one in Castroville and then them kind of housing it and learning from one another, I guess, right? Just are, sharing perspective. Is this on social media? How could you follow these murals and all that? How all of this, this is kind of developing right now. So yeah, I, 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 I cool. got the scoop because we were just talking so about it. It's underground. That's why you on the underground, man. Right. <laughs> Super underground. Yes, yes. So the show. All, all of this will be manifesting in the, in the, in the months to come, I'm sure. Holy yeah. shit, that, that that's fucking cool. Yeah, um, but for now, if anybody wants to go check it out, you're, you know, if you want to go peep it, I believe it's at the rec center uh, every Thursday. And, you know, just speaking from personal experience, every Monday, they've been holding it down with Danza Azteca there for a really long time. I mean, The I, rec center right I here on Lincoln? Be, no, no, the rec center in Castro. Oh, okay. Castro, Castro. So North okay. County. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, Sean Fresalinas, will you? Or the firehouse or some shit? I know, I know. Okay, the rec center but in Castro, sure which you can find on Castro, is like 10 blocks. You can find it. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just follow the paint. Yeah. I mean, one quick shout out that I can do uh, for Main Street Art Studio folks here locally is that uh, if you've ever driven down Main Street and you see how the electrical boxes now have paintings on them, yeah, I believe that they were somehow involved in that. They, they didn't paint every single box, but they were part of the project to kind of, you know, get City Hall to approve it, slash yeah. oversee, you know, and maybe reach out to artists to kind of collaborate, you know. That was cool. I so. absolutely love those things. I, I've seen them in other cities before Salinas, and I, it made total sense. Those things are gray. They're, they're so... They're like so inviting to write on, you know? I mean, that's what would happen when yeah. I was growing up. I remember them always getting written on. You yeah. Know? I mean, they just get vandalized all the time. It makes sense. And I don't think I've seen them vandalized ever since they actually got paintings on them. Yeah. Again, I, I'm I'm not in the graffiti scene or anything, but I could imagine it'd be such an effort to try to get rid of those colors and then put like a primer on top and then do your own little tagging. Like when it was gray, it was just like, you just slam something, you know, yeah. and when they're already colored, not only do you respect the art in itself, but it's like, dude, I'm going to have to make an effort to make it to primer it up to get my stuff on there. Well, I think Somebody it cut out John Steinbeck's eye oh, out of man. one of them. Damn. Salina. Well, that, that's different kind of vandalism, though. That's not somebody writing their name well, over his face. You know. you know? yeah, it's it's going to come out that it was Bansky and that eye's going to sell for like a million dollars. be like, dude. Going to sell it at an auction. Huh? Yeah, hell Stainbeck's yeah. eye like, from, I was, I was, from the original Selena. I stole Cousin. this shit, dude. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Like, Actually, I mean, I think the one that Studio Three or Main Street Art Studio Gallery did this time around was uh, the one dedicated to Bubba G. Scotch on Main Street and Alvin. Hey man, people so, tell me I look like that dude, so do not disrespect that guy. Yeah. Nah, Bubba G, he's the like, dude. The owner from the, almost, like, almost wanted to fight me. Like, this was your uncle, bro. And I was like, I don't know who this guy is. Wow. <laughs> and he was like, you look just like him, dude. I swear. Well, that's that's a kind of a compliment, man. I mean, given, I, given, I given his hurt. Yeah. Man. Afterwards, I'm like, hell yeah, that's my. I mean, uncle, Cal, Cal can probably speak on this a lot more than I can, but I mean, I from the 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 stories I've heard. You know, Bubba G was one of the founders out here. He brought hip hop to the A31. And I'm, I, yeah. I love, and I know we kind of bounce around here a lot, but I, that history, dude, Salinas is ultimately a very small city, kind of rural, Mexican. It doesn't seem to be like, oh, hip hop. You know, it doesn't seem to scream hip hop at all. But if you go into the actual history of it, people are like, yo, it's been hip hop in this city since the 80s, you know? And, um, well, can we talk about you guys' hip hop history while we're here? There, we got we got three people. I'm sure all of you have three different stories. We'll go left to right. I What is what is your hip hop history, and how does it relate to Salinas? 
Damn, I actually, feel like Barbara Walters with that question. If you don't, if you don't mind. Oh, no, no. Give me a second. Right? I, I yeah. Y'all got some time it. to think about it. And, and this isn't just a pun, but I think it's 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 rightful if actually Cal starts it off because my hip hop history starts with seeing Cal rock the mic with his brother Damien Can in I? 2003. Cal, yeah. Cal Paradox. Cal Paradox. That's you. That's me. Oh damn! Dude, we I got think an OG I got, in the like, house out today, the bro. truck CDs yeah. somewhere yeah. in my fucking that, that, CDs. That's where my hip hop history yeah, starts. Cal, Cal, Cal Paradox. Starts okay, because yeah, so, right when you said period. Cal, I was like, am I like fanboy now? Be like Cal Paradox? Yeah. Because <laughs> so I'm my, telling you, holy my shit. history. Um, I started freestyling, fooling around in high school. Uh, what year? I don't know. We need a back in the seventies right now, know, man. Like we need age. George 99, Bush was the president. Ninety nine. <laughs> I don't know. I was just, you know, he was just, just an I was just, yeah. I was just freestyling, just um, you know, just having fun. And then uh, my brother, when my brother came home from college, um, we linked up and we started rapping. We started making songs. So we came out with our first CD. We recorded it like in 03, dropped it like I think about 04 around there. And then uh, we uh, we got lucky because my brother uh, got in real good with the people out in Fuego. I don't know if you remember 97.9 in Fuego, yeah, the radio station. Yeah. So we got in good with them. Um, we uh, On top of that, we did a lot of promotion. We put posters all over Salinas. We painted the whole town with our posters. Yeah. We, uh, we actually paid for um, a movie theater ad. So we had a movie theater ad. What we were the putting fuck? posters everywhere. Uh, we got in with the radio station. Um, we started selling CDs. They weren't going as fast as we liked, so we started going door to door, knocking on people's doors, like, you know, like Bible salesmen or some yeah. shit. Yeah. Like we're selling Kirby's and shit. We're knocking on people's doors. So uh, we did that for some time. We did a lot of shows with the radio station. One of those shows was M7's uh, Sober Graduation. What? Yeah. 2003. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, we were doing. So I saw shows. him rocking like 2 a.m., bro. I'm yeah. like, what is this? Like, I've never seen anybody do this so in, like, in Salinas. So. Yeah. So my, you know, we, uh, yeah, we did that. Um, rocked that history. We were doing a bunch of shows, and then, uh, you know, after a couple of years, uh, we didn't blow up like we wanted to. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. so we just we just started living regular civilian lives. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So like so for so for some for a long time, um, I haven't been doing shows, and oh, I haven't okay. been doing like I haven't been active like that. I've been making the music steadily. I never stopped making the music, but I haven't been out. And when you say that, you're like yeah. making beats and stuff. Is that what oh, you yeah, mean I by making music? Oh, yeah, I rap. I produce. Um, I engineer. Oh, so you've just stuff. been doing everything, but not actively promoting yourself. Exactly. Oh, okay. Exactly. Okay. Like I've been. Like, I haven't pressed a CD since my first CD, which is East of Eden. I, have, I haven't printed up, a, you know, like, manu- like... Now it's MP3 downloads and shit? Now it's just... <laughs> now, now, what it is now, it's it's I have a band camp. So, it's Cal Paradox. I'm band camp. Yeah, hell yeah. And I have all my albums for free. So, oh, like, shit. I just... Give, I've been giving it out for free for a long time because I've been working construction. So, like, I don't really have time to be... Like, yeah, fuck like, no, like, in, like in the past with East of Eden, I was living off of that. Like, I didn't have a job. Like, that was my job. Like, I woke up and I went and knocked on doors. 
or I hit malls or I hit little I'm telling you, I wore areas. on my speakers to some of that shit, yeah. dude. That's just crazy. That's, I appreciate yeah. that, bro. Fuck yeah, really, dude. I Cruising really the, the mall that. like you're all badass. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I appreciate that. We had a CD in the mall, Sam Goody, before it closed. Dude. We sold our most units in that store. Oh, you know? shit. What there, the was, um, there was other little consignment stores, but one of them, I don't even want to mention them, um, <laughs> they didn't want to put our CD in their store. You know, and, and, uh, and I, you know. You got to mention them now. Angel? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah. If you know, you know. Yeah. And and Angel, on top of that, I'm kind of glad I didn't put it in the store because I've heard from several artists that Angel will take your CD and he'll print it up himself Uh, and sell those copies. I've heard that And I've heard that story from more than one person. So that's why, like, like, that dude... Has done a lot of shady that's stuff, foul. and that's and you know what? But I mean, local Salinas artist, man. Just, yeah, it's yeah. just. I mean, how are you gonna do that, right? There's not that many. It's outlets. just. Yeah, it's just some like, that's like, wow. Yeah. Why would you do that to a local artist? Yeah. Like, do it to like somebody famous. They're already selling millions of records. Yeah. That's one thing, but to do it to a local artist that's trying to recoup on their losses and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They spent a couple grand on the studio, you know, and they're trying to recoup on that, and then this guy's over here. Fucking leeching off of them. Yeah. And it's like, and on top of that, when you put your CD in his store, it's already on consignment. So he's already making money off yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. So what why does he fuck? have to go that extra step? Why is he competing yeah, with so, you? Yeah. So anyways, uh, you know, I'll take a soda. I'll take a soda. Or yesterday. Coke, please. Pepsi, whatever. So anyways, uh, yeah, I've been, you know, I've been, I've been rapping for a long time. And then thanks to these people sitting next to me, started throwing shows, showed me that hey you know what there's actually people that like underground hip-hop yeah you know like i really do owe a lot to these people sitting next to me and i'm not just saying that like i really mean it like like i didn't want to rap locally like perform you know what i mean i don't want to perform for a long time because back when i first came out with my first cd i didn't feel like 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 most people were ready for the type of music that i was doing yeah. Underground type of yeah. Hip-hop. So now with these shows that these guys have been throwing, you know, I've gone to a couple of them and I've been like, wow, like there's actually a crowd that appreciates what I'm doing now. So now, like they like resurrected me from like fucking staying in the house just recording this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm glad so, they like it's cool. I'm glad they brought you out the cave, man. Yeah, I'm glad uh, too, man. Yeah. I really thank you. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad it worked, man. You it know, I, huh? I guess I can turn off that candle now. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That, so that that's my history. And uh, yeah, go down. I mean, this is real, Selena. I, I, I did not expect that to walk in. And again, Bro, my last from somebody album. that I'm telling you, I, I had your yeah. fucking no, CD. I, no, I appreciate it's that. still in a stack somewhere really, in some box. I really appreciate that, man. Go get my new CD. It's called, yeah, hell yeah. It's called Wetback. And it's on my Bandcamp and it's free, so all you have to do is find me on Bandcamp, and then uh, it's gonna say name your price. Just put a zero. I mean, it's just you know put a zero, push enter, boom, you download. Put a five, put a ten dollar, put whatever the fuck you. Well, you don't nah. have to put a zero. You nah, can, man, it's free, man. It's free want. for the people. If if you know like yeah, it's- if if people want to support me, then I'm gonna start putting merch out. You can buy the merch or you can come see the show. We're gonna have a small little fee at the door whenever I do shows. You know, I mean, if you want to support the music. That's what you do to support the music. But I'm giving my albums out for free because, you know, I'm going to make them anyway. You know, like, I'm going to make the album regardless. I'm going to make another album regardless. Like, even if I don't do any shows, like, even if nobody downloads it. Yeah. Like, I'm going to be, like, 80 years old teaching my grandkids in the basement how to make beats and how to rap. 
and how to get the mix down right and stuff like that. Like, I'm going to do it regardless, man. Like, this is, it's just a part of who I am, you know? Like, hip-hop saved my life. It, really, it really did. Like, no, know, exactly that mentality. I'll never stop making music, like, till I'm, till I'm dead, you know what I mean? So that's my story. I like to pass the mic yeah. to somebody else. <laughs> that's, a, that's a great story, and that's a great mentality. And, and, yeah, again, coming from somebody that does a show that doesn't get downloaded very much, it's, it's very much the love of, of why yeah. you, do, you do these things. And, but anyway, hell yeah, I'm glad that I, I get to share the fact that, that I feel like it's a piece of history that just came on the podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. For sure. Um, and, and, yeah, thanks for sharing that. So now we move over to the queen, sure. to be yeah. the princess. No, hell no. You showed up as a queen when you came on here. It's been a minute. Um, it, it, yeah, this is now the third time, I believe. We had you on a second time. What's yeah, the fourth so. time? Because the first time, we did not record it because oh, we yeah, didn't connect true. everything. <laughs> um, but Sofa Queen represents a more modern wave of Selena's hip-hop. That, that I love that there's, there's fucking levels to it. There's layers to it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that, that's what I love love about it and, and this is also what I wanted to say hip hop is so controversial it can be so polarizing you know so uh, like like Hal was saying when he was saying oh early, when I was younger uh, doing hip hop shows was not seen very you know hip hop has this this like identity you know which again sometimes just like Selena's is, re- is well earned but a lot of the time is just put on by other people and to me, I've always, you know, gravitated towards hip hop and what would be considered again underground hip hop, very, very mental, very lyrical type stuff. And in Selena's, we're full of that. And and I think Sofa Queen, you're kind of one of the the leaders of that pack. You started, you know, from straight poetry, mm-hmm. yep, and, and transitioned over. And and I, you know, we were fortunate enough here on the podcast that to hear you originally. Sounding so nervous, even on the yeah. mic, I, and I and I don't mean to sound like oh we're super confident or anything, but but I can hear it. I, I could hear our nervousness, but now you see you're you now, and you're so confident, and and you control the stage, and tell us how the hell you did that. How did you go from being this shy poet to just a, a, a commanding a stage like that? It's crazy now that you mentioned. I was actually talking about this earlier that when I first started doing poetry, I remember just being so nervous. I mean, I still get nervous every time I perform. I don't think that'll ever You go away. tell stories straight from the heart, you know? You don't just say, oh, this is what happened in my day, this is what happened in my life. No, this is the private, the most private, this is my diary, yeah. you know? I think I, that's exactly what I felt, so I, yeah. That's scary. Who lets anyone read their diary, let alone, let me read my diary to you, you know? I, and I think... As anybody who, I mean, it's scary to get up on the mic. Like, I don't care who you are. If you've never done it, of course, it's going to, you're exposing yourself. Yeah. You know, you're, you're up there. So people are kind of expecting you to say something. Like, if you're going to be up there, then it's going to be good, you know? Um, but just, I guess my little rundown with, with my, my hip hop history, I, Honestly, at first, I didn't even like hip-hop. I was, like, your typical... At first, like, teenager style? Yeah, like, I, I... 
I discovered hip-hop when I was probably around eighth grade going into my freshman year of high school. Okay. Um, but at that time in middle school, you know, I was all like Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, you Hell know. yeah, yeah. Like, what girl, I feel like, what girl wasn't kind of at that point in their yeah. life? And um, I was too, but maybe for different <laughs> reasons than you. Um, <laughs> and my older brother is actually the one who kind of like opened up that door and introduced me to to like a whole different world it's crazy like i think about what my life would be like now if, if i didn't discover hip-hop or it would just be i would just be a different person so at this point were you writing anything any kind of poetry or anything um, i had written like little poems but it was never anything that i thought like was yeah. anything special you know just kind of I, I didn't say... I, I really say, like this boy, and I wish he could be my toy. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? I, um, you know, I, went, I guess I went through, like, a traumatic experience, and I wrote about it. Oh, okay. um, And then through that, I didn't really even think anything of it when I wrote it. It was kind of just to express myself. Yeah. Because I couldn't really speak about it, so I would write about it. Um, oh, I'm sorry. And, and then when I discovered hip-hop and it was actually like through atmosphere that i fell in love with hip-hop because that was the first time i heard like somebody actually telling a story you're and emotional could, and you listen to atmosphere yeah, you're gonna be like yeah you know in, yeah. In, in in like his lyrics literally like you could just see everything that he's talking about he's, you know it's such a um, he paints a picture yeah and then the beats like or it's they. just so it was through atmosphere that I really like gave hip hop a chance. Like, what is this? Like, I want to know more about this. And at the time, my, my older brother, ever since I can remember, he's always kind of been a hip hop head. Um, so we used to share like a family iPod. (laughs) Um, hell yeah. So you're really from Selena. Yeah. (laughs) We used to share an iPod. Um, and I would just like, he, he, this is back when LimeWire, I think it was LimeWire. So he would just download hella tracks. So we would have like 200 tracks untitled, track one, track two, track three. So for a long time, I didn't even know who any of these artists were. I just knew like track one, oh, track 99 is dope. Like I'm going to bump this. And um, as I started getting older, then I really started like looking up people and like, you know, I got into Jay Dilla, little Ninth Wonder, got into like some real like old school, I guess at that time for me was more like old school I guess um and then um for a long time I actually didn't even listen to hip-hop or write poetry but it was my little brother my little brother is a dope dope poet too he writes some really deep he's, just like <laughs> he's the talent coming up um yes I really hope that my brother like starts performing more and both Did of my he gravitate brothers, to hip-hop like like you? Uh, yeah, but he 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 just graduated from UC Santa Cruz, so school was like his main priority. Um, so we're super proud of him. He just got his um, degree in in engineering. Oh shit! Yeah, so an engineering rapper that'd uh, be fucking cool. Right? Yeah. That'd be dope, huh? Um, so my my younger brother started doing a lot of spoken word and like would compete in in high school. Oh shit! Um, and I kind of like stopped writing or just stopped really listening to music. I got, um, I was a teen mother, so my responsibility like, you know, shifted. Yeah. Um, and my little brother's the one who actually encouraged me to like, hey, you know, you should come out to these open mics. 
Like I do um, at the East Village Cafe, they do the rubber chicken contest, or they oh, used to. I don't know if they do it now. Still, I, they still do something. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Um. So I was like, all right, like I'm down to go, like see what it's about. Um. And I did my first poem there. And I think ever since then, it kind of like I, I, it just started happening more naturally, but I never really told anybody because I feel like, I feel like everybody wants to be an MC, you know? Yeah. And that term kind of gets like thrown loosely. And for a long time, I didn't even want to call myself an MC because I felt like I hadn't earned it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah. I feel like you really have to earn I gotta go to San Francisco or something. But I do feel like it's something that you have to earn. You can't just. I mean, I guess you you felt this because you you had been listening to hip hop before, or I think it's because of what I what I felt hip hop was. I just felt like I wasn't there. Yeah. Okay. You know, or I was just I was dipping my toes in. Yeah. Exactly. You know. Um, and then. I connected with, I would say, like, over the last two years, I have really, like, thrown myself more into into music and um, started connecting myself with, like, uh, the Alice Hall Center for Fine Arts. Um, I met all the dope homies that I have now, like, um, Emmett Siete, Lombriz, like, I don't even know like how to put it into a sentence. I'm just so grateful for the people that I've met in like this la- these last two years, um, because I feel like they kind of taught me a different meaning of hip hop. Um, I felt like I didn't really even know what hip hop meant. I just knew that I liked to write and I knew that I liked to rap. Um, but being a part of like a community where it really is nothing but support and love and positivity and trying to bring um, kind of like a safe space for people in our community to express themselves. Like, yeah. that to me is hip-hop. Like, that family, community-oriented, like, I never knew that, I never knew that's what hip-hop was. You know, like, we are we are all hip-hop. I, I know exactly what you, well, I mean, I don't know if it, exactly, but, but I've, enjoyed hip-hop uh, you know for a long time as well but sometimes you do get kind of embarrassed or ashamed to be to say that you're a hip-hop head because some people have this perception of it you know but you're, you're like no like i'm hip-hop is, is it's a spectrum you know it, it's this, it's this, this big wide thing and sometimes it does kind of you know you kind of be like oh well i like hip-hop you know everyone's like oh i like this kind of music this, this kind of music and i was like but yeah, like, or, or, do you know Planet Asia? You know, <laughs> like that. That's also that's not Lil Wayne, but it's also hip hop. Yeah, you know. So it, 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 I could see how it could be difficult to be like, hey, I like hip hop and I like talking about it and I like doing it. And and two, also as a as a woman, so as a as a woman in hip hop, like, it also comes with its own little. He, I can, barriers. I can imagine, yes, because it, it is, again, it, it's, you know, you think of, you know, people like Two Life Crew or something like that, where it can be very, very chauvinistic. Uh, but recently, are you familiar with New Orleans Bounce? I am not. Mm-hmm. New Orleans Bounce 
is uh and believe it or not i, I was introduced to this by the uh, this, the drake song in my in my feelings mm-hmm. kiki do you love me oh, yeah. so okay. there's there is a there's an, an aspect of this uh hip-hop called uh, new orleans bounce and it's the girls in that song there's girls that come on and i say yeah come on yeah it's just it's just little like snippets hype. yeah okay. yeah but uh, again they it's it's a it's a, a group called city girls and they do this kind of music called New Orleans Bounce. And New Orleans Bounce is this really such really progressive form of hip hop that that is friendly to the LGBTQ community, but what's mostly it's it's very uh, bisexual. It, it's all women. It's mostly women artists, but they're very open with their bisexuality and they are aggressively sexual. <laughs> like if you think hip hop is just chauvinistic, like look up city girls or any new orleans bounce and your perception of hip-hop will change entirely i'm gonna have to check it out i'm just intrigued now these girls are i'm listening to it like it's great music but they're just what they're talking about with your dick size and your money and just like fuck you're making me feel bad this is it's it's how's it it feel right it's neat yeah Yeah. it's neat it's yeah it's almost kind of yeah like holy shit this is what what it feels like with but, intent to make you feel out of your comfort zone for sure. Right? Yeah, but yeah. at the bottom line of it is is awesome music. Yeah. I don't care that they're shitting on men for being crappy because we are, but it's great <laughs> music, you know. And I love that that exists. And um, but anyway, I, I I was just turned on to that, and and that's where I like hip hop has all these little yeah. corners and shit. Hip hop. Have you heard of hip hop? <laughs> I have not. No. There are also, dude, southern rappers that do. I, I don't know. I love that hip hop is this medium for the people that feel that they don't have a voice to have a voice, you know, and not that I agree with all forms of it, but I I love that there's a group in Salinas now that is doing this. Yeah. And and, and that honestly started with, started with organizing events at the Alistair Center um, that were more like family friendly, you know, of course, that's important. Um, but I think too, you know, as anybody who loves hip hop, you also want that like night scene. It's it's a gritty you know I mean? scene, yeah. yeah. It, it's a gritty scene. It's not all family. It's not all Macklemore. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, um, it was definitely like a collaborative effort to try to bring like a quote unquote real underground. Like it's literally the shows that we've been having are literally underground. Yeah. You know. Um, so for me, that was always, I never really necessarily, or maybe I just didn't know where to look for hip hop. I think that's what the problem is, is that people, I feel like personally, I've heard a lot of people talk bad about hip hop in Salinas. You know, it's definitely more like gangster rap yeah. or, you know, yeah, they just kind there. of like automatically assume it's this. Yeah, that exists. Of um. And I probably felt that way at one point, too. Like, I don't, like, I didn't really feel like there was a hip-hop scene in Salinas. But then here I am meeting all the homies, and they've been rocking hip-hop shows in Salinas. And I just was oblivious to it. I never knew. Um, Clear Channel. What was that? You could blame Clear Channel for that. Clear Clear Channel Radio. (laughs) They control the radio stations, and they don't allow the good underground hip-hop. To that, play on the radio station, it's only top forty stuff. Yeah. So dude. if you turn on the radio, you're gonna hear what uh, 
Cardi B and Bad Bunny or you're going to hear like, you know, like some uh, the Migos or something like that, you know, which is, you know, which is cool if you like that kind of stuff. But it's just that there's not a lot of um, like there's not a lot of other. Dude, and K9 in the 90s used to do that, you know, K9 in the right. They they seemed like in the 90s, they used to be way more open. Mm To the local artists and all that. And well, well, like I said, it's because of Clear Channel. Yeah, Clear that, Channel yeah, doesn't Clear Channel allow wasn't... them to have anybody on that's not signed to one of the major labels. That's so it's kind of like, like let's say, like let's say uh, Biggie and Tupac came back from the dead and they did a song with Sofa Queen. Well, she's not signed to a major label. They still probably wouldn't play it. Yeah. Like that's how stupid it is now. It's 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 you know, it's uh, I think it's I think it's really hurting the you know. The, the people because they're not they don't and then like you said how some there's that stereotype stuff people might say oh you like rap or whatever yeah. well they because that's what they think that rap is is that top yeah part. yeah they keep one perpetuating that yeah because yeah, they don't realize that there's no i feel like I one know. of the biggest things that kind of irks me when i when i do kind of just like tell people yeah like i'm an mc you know like i feel confident in saying it they're like oh so you're like nikki <laughs> and i'm just like not not that there's anything wrong with that type of music either, because I get it. There's a time and a place where you, you know, you do kind of want to vibe out to that type of rap. Oh, yeah. But Ooh. I think that you just kind of like the automatically like categorize women into like that type that of. Does, yeah, where I have to like sexualize true. myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And no, that's not what hip hop is to me. It's a storytelling. You know? Yeah. Dude, and that that's very true. Wait, who would be the the biggest storytelling type female hip hop art is that does that even exist on the mainstream level mm. that's MC Light <laughs> I don't know right that, yeah. I don't know you know what I've been listening to a lot of like old school Queen Latifah yeah. oh yeah. there you go mm-hmm. there you go something like that I mean that. Lauren Hill yeah know, she was ripping it up when she Laurel, was with, with yeah, the Pooji I mean but Laure, I feel like Lauren Hill is like on another like because she stopped like she's like on another She's category. Politi- yeah, she's got a story. She's hot, dude. She's Sofa she's, Queen can rap, I'll tell you what. Yeah, there we go. I mean, <laughs> she can, she well, can that's, tell the, obviously someone needs to fill that void, and it looks like we found the person. Yeah. yeah. And I feel like now I do see, like, that there is a lot of dope, like, um, MCs who are women that are, like, I think are, like, you know, coming up, which is dope to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Rhapsody's dope. Rhapsody is sick. So rock as well, right? So, oh, yes. Forever. <laughs> I've been bumping that song, like, every day. Um, so it's cool to see, you know, like, those type of MCs. And I kind of have, like, a thing for when people say, like, femc, Because I feel like... That's a thing? No, I, I have, like, a thing about, like, okay. when people say, like... I've never heard that term, though. Like, when they focus... Like, when people focus on the like fem scene. Uh, female actress or female this yeah. or female pilot. Like, you can just say pilot. Yeah. You, know, you don't have to qualify it with the female. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I think it's dope to have, like... if uh, You know, I always think back to this, um, this Doom song where he says, um, it never really mattered... To me, that I was just too damn old to MC. All that really matters is that your rhymes are ill, <laughs> baby. That's all that really matters to me. And I feel you like that. that always- <laughs> Welcome back, dude. And like, I feel like that really, like, all that really matters is if your rhymes are dope. Like, you're just dope. Like, you're just an MC. 
You just I don't I don't understand why we have to like categorize from like female to There's just a lot of stereotypes in general. Like yeah. even when I used to tell people I rap, they thought I sound like Little Rob. They look at me like, do you do you rap like Little Rob? And I'm just like, <laughs> no, no, you're I big Rob. Nothing like Little Rob. Yeah. Just, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there's just a lot of stereotypes. You know? It's it's. But but hip hop is that's what, that's what's so dope about hip hop is like anybody could could be a part of it. Anybody, yeah. you know, even that New Orleans stuff that you're talking about, I might not like it. But hey, they're rapping. They're a part of hip hop. You know oh, yeah. I, mean? I listen to Russian and, and French dope. rap and shit. I don't know what they're talking about, it but I can dope, feel though. it. I can feel that they're angry yeah. at something and fuck whatever they're angry at. Like I got their back. I don't yeah. even know what they're saying. They got <laughs> and I love that. Again, that's why I say I love that it's this the is spirit. the medium of, of, of the people that feel that, that they've been forgotten, you know? Mm-hmm. Everywhere around the world, it's, it's, it's the new jazz. It, it is a fully American art form that has been taken over by the world and transformed and they do it their own way and it's fucking beautiful, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking South Africans doing hip-hop, fucking, again, French. All of them, they do it their own way and it's cool. Yeah. You know, they're not copying Lil Wayne or or a Top 40, or some of them are, but they do their own thing and and that's what I love about hip-hop. I love that we can sit here and have a conversation about Selena's hip-hop, though. That is my biggest thing. I don't know. Yeah, man, big up for, for having us. That's for a thing, dude. Us, That's yeah. a fucking thing. Anything I mean, for Salina. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I love that. And that that's why, that's why, like, we wanted to throw these hip-hop shows because it's like, there is a lot of dope MCs in Salinas that don't get a lot of recognition in doing these underground hip-hop shows. Like, we've even talked about, like, do I think the first one we did it on a did we do it on a weekday? Uh, yeah, we did it on a Thursday intentionally. Yeah, we did it on a Thursday intentionally because we were like, yo, the real hip hop heads will come out on to support. Uh, will come out on a Thursday yeah. to support a hip hop show, you know? Yeah, and um, they did. Of they course, did. Yeah, you, it was, it I mean, was, you were there. Yeah, <laughs> it, you saw it firsthand, man. You know? I, I've been going that, through my head that was as we've been one talking. of the most packed shows actually as a matter what, of fact man. and i don't know how to again without being like a total homer about it because i used to do metal shows in chinatown you know so i know what a little bit of what it's like to put on shows mm-hmm. in salinas that was one of the most well-run most efficient best bestly attended oh, that's not the right grammatical word but <laughs> It, well attended. the attend yeah the attendance was good the flow of it was good you know your your interludes with your DJing in the middle and and, and the guy on the mic. It was a really well-run show. Thank it, you. it was a really well-run show. It, it was, again, catalyst-level type stuff. If you're local, you know, that you know that's as professional as you get locally. And it flowed perfectly. It went well. Everyone that performed was... I, I still have, like, 40 pictures on my phone from that <laughs> night. And I'm like, I'm never going to show anybody these pictures, but I don't want to delete them because it was such an amazing event. Back them up to the cloud, man. <laughs> Email them to yourself. I have a pixel, Preserve so them. it does it automatic. Oh, there you go. There you I go. am a Google whore. I am a Google whore. I got my Chromebook here. I got my pixel. Yeah. I got all my location services on. Let's call it uh, advocate or uh, evangelist. Uh, I'm a whore. Right. Uh, and I honestly feel like um, those shows have kind of like sparked a little like sparked a little fire and i and i see like other shows popping up now and it's like i love it like i think it's that's what you guys do like i told you thank you guys (laughs) yeah man like i i think it's dope to be because okay salinas is a small city 
Yeah. Born and raised here. I really don't know much All outside of, of Salinas, you know, but I do love Salinas. And I think it's dope to, like the other day, um, I woke up and I was like, well, what do I want to do? I kind of have a couple hours before I got to go to work. Go on my Instagram, click on Masa for the Rasa. There you go. There's a flyer. There's a hip hop show going on tonight. Shout out to Rob G. You always got to shout <laughs> oh, out yeah, Rob yeah. G. Big shout out. I love that he's calling himself Rob G now. <laughs> Fucking clown on him for that. Rob G, all right. But yeah, shout out to Rob G. Myself for the Rasa. Follow them. Yes. Follow him. He. Yes. So you didn't even know about this show. No, no. Um, Somebody did a show. Um, I don't know who organized it on Friday. Yeah. At the Alice House Center for Fine Arts. Something. Oh, and shout okay. out to the Alice House Center because they, they just had Monterey Pops recently. They and, have yeah. been holding it down. I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know how many years. A long the time. bread box for everyone that. Yeah. Doesn't know. yeah. Hey, why do they call it the bread box? Was it like a boxing? Yeah. Why do they call it the bread box? Come on. They used to have bread boxes. I mean, I mean, they used to give bread right there. Right? Yeah. No, that used did. to be. Yeah, it, it used back. to be. They called El Pan Frío. It oh, was okay. the, the 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 outlet, the hostess outlet. It oh. was on it was on Abbott for a long time. Yeah. But in the in the eighties, early nineties, it was right there on Sanborn, and so that's where you would go get the. The expired fucking yeah. cake and all that shit. <laughs> Twinkies. Yeah, and, hell yeah. yeah. So it was there. And that's also wow. where they, they handed out food as well. Um, but yeah, so that's why it was the bread box. Okay, see, I never knew that. I I thought somebody told me like it used to be like a boxing. It used to be, yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah, well then they shut down and they moved to, to Abbott. And then the city was like, what are we going to do with this? And then that's where Alice Al Boxing Club came up. Oh, yeah. okay. And then in the mid-90s, that, that's where... Jose Al- is, that, is that his background as well? I don't know if Jose Celaya boxed. He probably was at Kloster. Kloster Boxing okay. Club is the more, like, they, they've, they're they way more established. Okay. Yeah. Boxing in Salinas is also, that's another story I would love to tell. <laughs> boxing in Salinas. Stay tuned. It's, it's a, in, yeah, yeah. Next, it's a, good, right, a right. great next boxing episode. history. And the, there's a boxing gym in Chinatown, man. If you're ever driving by Chinatown, you hear a bell, there's a boxing gym in there. Wow. It's yeah. fucking, the stories this town can tell, dude. There's yeah, so there's a lot there's of, so little ass town, dude. So many stories. Yeah. Well, we've heard two out of three tonight. I'm going to see there. My turn. What's right. your hip hop story? Huh? So you were born wow. in a major in Brooklyn. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Anointed by Biggie's sweat. He was born in bed. <laughs> no, 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 no. On a porch stoop in bed. Not at all. Not at all. No, um, honestly, growing up, I mean, I, th- I think back and I've always loved music. Um, my mom would always be bumping music, uh, but it would always be like Saturdays when you're cleaning. Mm-hmm. No, it'd be all the time, really, to be honest. I mean, I remember like even when my younger brother was born, like she'd turn the radio on to like drown out the conversational noise and everything else, and just to keep some kind of steady background music, yeah. you know, background noise for for the baby, right? So it's just always been a part of the house, right? And turning it up louder, of course, on Saturday to clean up the house oh, and whatnot. Yeah. You know, and I remember my mom always talking about like listen to the story, listen to the message in the music. Oh hell yeah! You know? Like back, but this is like not even corridos. This is like uh, rancheras, yo. Like this is, you know, los yoniks. Like you know, uh, just you know, a lot of music that they'd play obviously on like Spanish radio. You know, and I remember my mom just always like loving music, loving the radio, and so um, when I grew up and I learned, you know, obviously English and you know integrated in american culture what i gravitated toward was more reggae music 
Right? Oh, okay. So yeah. I, I was more about the message within, like, the resistance of Marley's Rebel music, you know, talking about just kind of calling out the system for, for what it is. I mean, saying things like Babylon system's a vampire and, like, drawing, you know, all these different metaphorical parallels to uh, African-American Jamaican struggle, right, to uh, Chicano struggle. And, yeah, and really, fuck, like, yeah. just substituting a couple of words here and there and, and realizing that it's the same exact struggle. You know, but finding that that music or that message, not so much in my mom's, you know, like love songs or like the music that she liked, um, but more so in like reggae music. And so it wasn't really for me personally, hip hop didn't really uh, become like a gravitational pull for me until like way after high school. So for me, it was I saw Cal P as something that I thought was really cool. Like I had never seen anybody pass the microphone back and forth. So again, this is me as oh, a shit. as a hip hop head growing up, graduating high school, going to my sober grad night as something to do because, quote unquote, there's nothing ever to do in Salinas, right? It's just a boring little city. So that's the title of Steinbeck's article, baby. Yeah, right, right. So the point being, I went to my sober grad. I see Cal P getting down, and I mean, it's just kind of interesting how it's it's such a small world, you know. But when I saw him and his brother like literally passing the mic back and forth. Uh, and and doing hip hop, you know, live performance. That was my first introduction. I had never been to a hip hop show before that, and I had never experienced it in person. Oh, at your sober grad, that was your first one. First experience. Oh wow. Yeah, and so the man responsible for that is sitting at the table with us today. He's on the podcast with us, Cal Paradox. Uh, I mean, I'm fucking very excited doggy. about it. Yeah, I'm right here yeah. with Monty. I got my dog. <laughs> Shout out like, to Monty. He's, he's taking a nap over here. He's like the he's like the mask, the all city mascot over here. So honestly, I'm get him a sweater. Yeah, shout out to Monty. Shout out to Monty for making the trip, man. Today's like, it's kind of a historical snapshot of hip hop in Salinas because you have Cal that, you know, has been doing it since before I even knew how to spell hip hop, you know. And then when I discovered hip hop, it was somewhere around 2005, 2006. Um, I started listening to folks like Talib Kweli, Def, you know, like the Black Star album was, was pretty much like on repeat for me a lot. You know, and even thinking back, even during those years that I wasn't more of a reggae head, I mean, I'd, I'd listen to some what I consider hip hop to this day still, like the Fugees, this you know, the album called The Score. Like Lost Boys, not That's so kinda... much, you know. Oh, um, what? That's like a reggae kind of. I, I, I never... mean, with Mr. Cheeks, I guess is the only really. I mean, reggae... yeah, but that wasn't the cup of tea that I was sipping from. Yeah. Right? It was more so like. Um, I mean, honestly, growing up, the reason I didn't really become a hip-hop head when I was younger is because it was more gangster rap. I mean, that's what yeah, Keanu was responsible yeah. for. A whole lot of Ice Cube, a whole lot of Snoop Dogg, a whole lot of Dr. Dre, yeah. which, me, don't get me wrong, day, I'm still G-Funk a fan. G-Funk is my shit, Yeah, I'm dude. still a fan, G-Funk don't get me wrong. is my that's shit. That's like the foundation. nostalgic, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But in terms of hip-hop, like, what I what I consider hip-hop today, it's, it's folks like that Black Star album. You know, it's like folks like, for example, for me, like, again, the, the production behind Ninth Wonder... You know, I mean, him using Fruity Loops and me kind of dabbling in Fruity Loops at, you know, around those years, like it just kind of solidified or justified it. Kind of like, like damn, you did, you did made this with the same software I'm doing. I'm like, all right, then it's possible. Skill, so I mean, yeah. it just kind of kept pushing me. And honestly, like, I've got to give credit where credit is due. Um, I wrote my first hip hop song and I shared it with, uh, with a local band, a hip hop band that, that was rocking the scene out here back in around 2006. They were called Para La Gente. Right, hip hop oh, yeah. band, and and really, I mean, you put those two words together, and, and you don't really have a lot of hip hop bands. You know, I mean, not locally at hip-hop least. Hip hop band, as a in band. they had like a drummer, a bass player, and, oh, a guitar player, shit, an That's MC. Cool. That's like a dream yeah. of mine. And so this was happening in Salinas, California. Actually, it was a, a band based out of CSU, CSUMB, 
from Monterey Bay. In '99, so that no, 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 was this brand was new. this was oh five oh six. Oh, okay, like ten yeah, years yeah. later. So, All right. Again, this is the generational, right? Cal P was my introduction to it. When 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 I met Para La Gente, it was something that okay, I wrote my first song, I shared it with that MC, and he's like, "Yo, this is you for real." I'm like, "Yeah, it's my first song." Like, you know, I just did recorded you record it, at it home. on a CD or tape. What did you hand him, or just? I handed him my headphones because I had it on my phone, right? Oh, I mean, okay. I recorded it on... Yeah. I made a beat on Fruity Loops. Yeah. And I recorded it. I think it was like... Uh, what was it called? Uh, cool Edit Pro, right? Yeah. Like super basic, yeah. you know, audio yeah. recording program. Cool Edit Pro, man. Cool Edit Pro, man. Bringing it all the way back. That that That's my hip-hop originating story, you know? And when Cambio heard it, Cambio was the MC. Uh, he offered me an opportunity to, like, you know, have a song whenever they do their show. And I'm like, of course, like I'd I'd love to have a verse. Uh, so I, I I jumped on Para La Gente as a guest as a guest artist, and Para La Gente became essentially the band that that I learned how to rock a mic with, you know. So if if it wasn't for for Cambio, Cambio doing his thing as an MC, uh, obviously him, you know, having more of a of a mentor role, you know, but him opening the door for me to rock a band with him, you know. And then later on, I mean, as Para La Gente grew and you know we had more and more shows under our belt. Uh, it became half him and half me, right? Oh, and what? So, so, I, so I, I was one of the lead singers or MCs for Para La Gente, you know, as time went on. And so eventually, uh, I mean, that's really, you know, what gave me the, the, the confidence essentially to rock the mic and, you know, how to, how to manage a show, so to speak. Um, but I had to take a step back from Para La Gente so I can finish school, so I can, you know, kind of focus on other priorities. While they were at a crossroad, they were kind of on the cusp of recording an album. We were on the cusp of investing, you know, a decent amount of money into putting it toward an album. And I looked at, you know, my position in life. A lot of them were a little bit older, so five years older than I am. Some of them had a couple of kids, right, or a kid or two. And um, just kind of realizing that all I had was a high school diploma. And I could either invest this money into an album or I can put it towards, you know, finishing off. You know, Hartnell College, going to CSU Monterey, CSU and B Monterey Bay again, and uh, priorities, you know, man, priorities, yeah. 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 So uh, Para La Gente went on to record their album, their 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 one and only like full album. I was on their EP right right before the album release. I mean, you know, I, I was able to make some kind of ripples, but what it really taught me was uh, the responsibility of being an MC. Is you know, uh, I mean, Cambio's phrase would always be, you know, we 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 were the voice of the voiceless. So being able to tell the story for folks that can't really have a chance to, you know, and uh, essentially a lot of the things that we talk about in those years, I mean, Bush was president. And if yeah. you think back to those years, it, it was really easy to criticize the government as it is now. Um, you know, I think it it was one of those things where we, we just kind of feed off of the social conditions. You know, I mean, the immigration laws that were being passed in those years were just ridiculous. You know, like they wanted to criminalize everybody like 23 million people deported like you know at, yeah at, at, at the drop of the dime kind of a thing and so when we speak on it and we speak on the illegitimacies of war you know and the weapons of mass de uh, destruction that we were looking for i mean all the billions and billions of money that went into these wars that were founded on lies you know uh if we were to if we were to today reinvest all the money that we do on military spending into education or into you name it, just something to rebuild our infrastructure. I think that we'd be in a much better position. But I don't know why, you know, I mean, I, I, I kind of could, I guess, connect the dots a little bit there. But uh, the way that, that the societies run, uh, I think hip-hop becomes a really good vehicle for criticizing it yeah. and for being able to point out where we can do better. And uh, one thing that we learned that I, I personally learned back then was that 
it's really easy to complain. It's really easy to point it out. You're like, hey, man, you know, this is messed up and that's messed up and, you know, F this and F that. And, and true indeed, it's all justified and every experience is valid because we all feel it, you know, I mean. But at the same time, I, I'd notice that people would leave our shows in a bad mood. They'd be either pissed off or, like, their worldview would just be shattered because we just flipped it upside down on them through through hip hop. Wow, what? Yeah. Which it, it, it was like so good that it was like literally messing with people. I remember people contacting me like months later and be like, yo, that song, that verse you shared with me, like, I've never been able to like look at this movie the same again, you know, or this aspect of life the same again. And and to me, that's kind of beautiful. But at the same time, uh, because I'm starting, you know, I, start, I was starting to realize how much of an impact words have as an MC as a hip-hop artist then I kind of made it a point upon myself you know I finished up CSU Monterey Bay and I started to kind of do shows again but kind of scarcely right so I wasn't doing it every weekend like I used to when I was in Guadalajara it was more so starting to kind of pick up that momentum again and just making it a point to, to start writing about you know something like that would make people walk away with a smile instead of with a frown instead of in a bad mood yeah okay. now kind of take something positive right yeah. So one of the songs I wrote uh, is called Semillas, right? So Semillas is essentially a story of the agricultural workers in Salinas, California, and neighboring cities, and you know similar conditions throughout the world for that matter. But uh, what it talks about is having pride in the fact that we're able to feed a community through a ancient tra- you know practice, like something that we can look to, point to, feel good about, and know that this has a purpose, and and know that our ancestors were the ones responsible for like inventing the corn, right? Like if you look at history and, and like, we know, are descendants, we are descendants of scientists. Definitely. We are descendants of thinkers. We are descendants of, of some of the, the smartest people yes. in the world. I totally agree with that. Um, and, and yeah, sometimes I think we do forget about that. Well, we forget about that because you know, all throughout K-12 education, I mean, I don't want to put any specific like publishers on blast, but think back to all the history, you know, or even all the, the thick uh, literature books that everything they, gave us they teach school. you in school is a lie. I mean, I, I the couldn't even Santa Maria on the cover and shit. <laughs> I mean, know? I couldn't even pronounce the author's last name because they weren't even from America, right? I mean, it'd be like people from other countries that would focus on a major and go right on the subject, specifically talking about indigenous culture, you know, native, quote unquote, American, native Mexican culture. I mean, just being Mexican, we're we're native, we're indigenous, like flat yeah. out, right? So the point is that, you know. Through music, through hip hop, you know, through everything that I've been talking about right now, you know, we started finding ways to kind of build up pride and build up kind of a sense of identity, you know, through through kind of telling these stories. And so Semigas does just that, you know, instead of making a song complaining about, let's just say, the wages or how often we need a break or the fact that, you know, we need shade or we need water, you know, for working in the fields, made a song talking about how putting a seed in the ground and taking care of that seed and letting it grow is actually a very ancient practice, you know, that was mastered and created. I mean, again, I was talking about the corn, right? So if we look at anthropology and, like, the first uh, traces of corn, you know, on this earth, they're small. They're about one, two inches long. Yeah. You know, it's a grass. In, in petroglyphs. Yeah, so what, what our abuelitos did, Mexican abuelitos, right? Abuelitas, for that matter was they took a wild grass and they domesticated it. They pollinated that with something edible. And they started making these little corn husks. And so it went from one, two inches to like three, four inches to like, you know, a foot or how, however long it is now. But from one kernel, you put it in the ground and it grows and it gives you how many husks. And each husk gives you how many kernels to reproduce this process, right? It's exponential. And, and that fact that it was 
it was invented by Mexicans. Like, yeah. we we fed our communities. Like, we created something to be able to sustain ourselves. Fuck yeah. And so it's it's a song talking about that. It's called Semigas, right? But obviously, it's it's kind of doing it in a in a metaphorical way, in a in a way that you know uses punch rhymes or punchlines with rhymes, and it's in Spanish, you know. But ultimately, like that's kind of the essence that I was trying to tap into. Is like instead of just complaining, like let's talk about something that we can feel good about, right? And there's another song called Ganas where it's talking about just once you feel the willpower, once once you feel that state of mind kick in, then you're in an automatic win because you're 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 already kind of positioning yourself for just kind of. Not just kind of. You're posi- positioning yourself to have a good day, you know, to take on this obstacle and remember si se puede. Like, yes, we can. I mean, that's the whole point of it, right? I mean, a- anything oh, is yeah. possible. So th- those are two songs just that, that I can point to that I wrote after Para La Gente that are kind of, again, like the main concept. And maybe that's why it takes me a long time now to write music. Because, I mean, I could make a diss track right now and talk about Trump or talk about something I don't like, you know? It's fun. But it's like, it really yeah. is. And, and maybe I'm depriving myself here, you know? Like, I, 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 once in a while, you know, I should just, just give in. Long. There you go. It's Succumb fun. to it. It is. I, I have one you or know? two songs like that, too. Yeah. Where I'm kind of like, F the system. And so at this point... Um, I live my life. Yeah. So at this point, I have my Turn two little girls, you know, coming up. I have a, a two-year-old and my little one. My older one's turning four next week. So it's one a four-year-old. We're expecting a, another baby, so I felt like hey, right now, recently, right now, this right is now. new news right here. This We're fucking new. breaking news right breaking here on news. the podcast. Yeah, M- M7's baby number three is coming. Wow, out. well, congratulations, good sir. Yeah, yeah. So congratulations um, are in order. So that's kind of where drink it, another beer because you're gonna need speed. one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know, at the sense, at the same time, that's kind of what today's event was all about. You know, it's doing something with intent to do it in the middle of the day. Again, all ages, free make it as accessible as possible and and luckily my kids woke up from from their nap everything kind of lined up there was no flat tires involved you know they were able to make it unlike somebody else i know but that's 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 it's cool because i bought a digital (laughs) tire gauge and i feel like such a grown-up now that i got a tire gauge i want to check everybody's tire pressure because i feel like that's one of the grown-up things you know yeah in your car you You got a tire gauge and a first aid kit i think i might need air I got the I got it's digital, <laughs> long lasting battery, dude. I two dollars more than the cheap one. Is that fuck that cat? This is my livelihood. Yeah. So so w- with all that in mind, today's event is I think event number eight of the summer for me. Hell yeah. Um, it's it's been uh, every two weeks or so, been doing something, and again, we're expecting our our third child here. So trying to do as much as I can before we have to settle into parenting mode again and changing newborn diapers and you know essentially hibernating for the winter because um. I don't think I'm going to be able to sustain this once this third baby comes. It's, it's going to be a little bit of a break that I need to take. But uh, just giving it up to everybody else. I mean, everybody from the Speakeasy 101 Collective, you know, which is responsible for, you know, these shows that, that Sofa Queen was, was talking about, right? The show is responsible for bringing Cal P out of retirement. Queen, la Sofa Queen. Yo, like, I mean, you know, collectives like that to a brand new one that uh, Cal Paradox, uh, D1 Joe, Solar, myself, and, and soon expanding. Uh, New collective called All City Sound Bombers. You know, I mean, hip hop continues to grow, and and that's kind of to me, it's the epitome. It's uh. Shout out to Hota Effectus. Oh, I, course, I just had a You're talking to a microphone. <laughs> we didn't hear you. I had to just drop that in there. Yeah, yeah. People for sure. whisper to microphones like we can't hear them. They're microphones. They're designed <laughs> yeah, to. Yeah, they catch all <laughs> and so, like, even with Hota Effectus, I mean, it's, it's perfect timing because that's really what it's all about. It's like Hota came from a from from multiple collectives. So whenever we intersect those collectives and these different crews, 
Um, to me, that that's hip hop. It's like oh, crew yeah. crews shout exist. Out, shout out to Hota. He's doing his thing. Oh yeah, for I sure. I fucks with him. I fucks with him. I like I like Hota. <laughs> much much love going out to Hota oh, Peppers. Yeah. And and all the different crews involved with, you know, essentially, I think the main requirements, you know, I know this isn't part of the question, but I mean, in order to sustain this, in order to keep this going, right, as I go into hibernation mode, I mean, my, my only piece of advice is, you know, just keep networking, keep collaborating, keep communicating, you Fuck know, yeah. keep that open mind. And yeah. a, hu a huge shout out to all the different venues that have opened up their doors. I mean, lately, it's kind of been just like, let's just go in there for fun and see what they say, you know, and I kind of went in there and honestly, like we landed... I think five different venues downtown now. You know, Sofa Queen and I were talking about how it feels odd. It feels interesting, not odd. It, it just feels like what an experience to ping pong, right? From here, you know, at XL Underground shows yeah. to across the street, Steinbeck Center, or now the CSUMB City Center, you know, to ping ponging across the street again to Portobello's, to walk a couple businesses down across the street, Somos, you know, to do something downtown Salinas today at Main Street Art Studio. To know that we always have a home base at Alice House Center for the Fine Arts. You know, just to know that the city's connected and there's support, like, all throughout. I mean, it's all city. We're sound bombing. Like, yeah. we're doing the damn thing for yeah. sure, yo. So, I mean, that that's where I'm appreciative, you know. Just the fact that, that there's no bridges burned. You know, it's not like I'm having to take a break because, oh, I did something bad or, you know, like, somebody did a boo-boo or whatever. No, it's yeah. like, it's all love. This is being set up for, for sustainability keep this moving for for the long term so well, and this is because everybody's always constantly how do we do shows how do we do shows not just hip-hop shows or anything but i think that's a very good lesson right now you know if anyone's been wondering whatever your style of music or art is take something from what you just said right now you know that there is something to that hustle to, to going out there to asking those questions it's not going to happen it's not going to happen magically you know, it's going to fall not going to fall in your lap yeah, you got to be out there working for it. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and 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 you guys are in a small town like Salinas as a fucking hip hop scene. You know, that's rare and that's difficult, and it's only getting better. So you you guys are are doing an excellent job. You know, and I, I say you guys as in it's not just you three here tonight. No, no, no. There's there's a more yeah. uh, there's other. I say you guys whoever's listening that's involved in this. You know, as about, an outsider, yeah. as someone that just appreciates the art form, I appreciate the work that's going into it. You know, I love that I could just show up on a Thursday to the bar that I hang out and listen to some hip hop, you know, and I love that there are more opportunities for me that I, so much that I'm missing some, you know, <laughs> and and it's this real it's a storytelling thing, you know, doing this podcast now for five years, I fell in love with storytelling. I tell stories in a certain way. I could never do it on beat, you know, on a stage. You, you'd be surprised. But I love to tell stories, you know, and I love that there's people telling stories in the way you guys are doing it. And and again, I don't know. I can't support you enough. I, I guess I don't want to be this big homer and all that. You know, I don't have you guys on just to be like, oh, yeah, you know, keep doing what you're doing. But I love it. Thank I love you. it. I, I don't just, you know. Well, we I mean, love it too. It, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah it. exactly. Honestly, That's why you do it. And again, that you brought that up earlier. It is I've I've been up at three in the morning editing a podcast episode that thirty people downloaded. You know, and I wake up like fuck yeah, I love it because uh, one person says thank you for doing that. Thank you for telling this story about Salinas that way. That that's all it takes. It's my passion. I'm just gonna do it anyway. I'm just yeah. gonna do it. I don't care if no money ever comes in or no downloads ever come in. I, I got to tell my story. 
Of course. Yeah. It's, it's inside of me. It's got to come out. You know, I got to sleep. Yeah. I got to I got to release it. And actually, that's one of the more important aspects of it. I think all throughout, you know, if I think back to like the lessons that Cambio was sharing, you know, in terms of like being the voice for the voiceless or uh, the collaborative, like, you know, I don't really consider myself an actor. Right. But I've done a lot of collaborations with a, with a crew called Bakun 12. Oh, hell yeah. Right? And so Bakun 12 is, is a teatro is a teatro crew. You know, they tell stories through teatro, right? They're through awesome. Right? Theater. Shout oh. out to Chago. Yeah, big shout they're out many to Chago. Things. They're not yeah. just that. They, they're a lot of they're different. Oh, yeah. They also, they, they also did, you know. Hip hop as yeah, well. I mean, I mean, if you look at Marcos. All kinds you know, of different things. Things. Oh, they're yeah, yeah. definitely hip hop. Shout out to Bark 212. They're yeah. definitely hip hop. And the whole story is, you know, to be able to change that narrative, you know, to be able to have the, the opportunity to, like, retell that story. You know, once we take ownership, it doesn't really matter if it's coming out in theater, it's coming out in hip hop, it's coming out in a podcast. You know, the fact is that we need to tell the story because at the end of the day, when we Google Salinas, when we look at the publications that come out through news outlets or through just snapshots of time, right? What do people re uh, remember? Yeah. I know that people who live here, we know a little bit more because we live here. Yeah. But people who don't live here, I mean, they, they just have such a negative image of who we are and what this town is. And I mean, just don't don't believe the hype. You know, I mean, that's pretty much what it comes down to. And if you listen to some of these these other stories, I think folks will get a kick out of it. You know, not only is it artistic and musical and easy on the ears, but I mean, it's real. It's it's heartfelt. It's authentic. You yeah. Say no, no script. No, you know, yeah. We didn't sit down. We, you know, we didn't share a script for weeks and, and write it all down. Yeah. 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 We hit record. Y'all walked in. We hit record on microphones. And these are the stories that came out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they were not difficult to, to come out. And the story, the city's full of that. So, yeah. So, yeah. I, I think we're... We, Stop thinking you know, so little about yourself. I guess. Do we do we have time to plug the upcoming events? Yeah, well, this was the this whole show was the based around is plugging the, the upcoming events. All right. So, uh, hey, if you so, stuck I mean, around this long, yeah, like if you stuck around this long, you getting the fucking October twentieth. October twentieth at Somos is the next event, right? That's the upcoming one, the the immediate one after today. Yes. And is this also all ages? All quote-unquote mature ages. I mean, it show doors open at 8. So, yes, it's all ages, but there's a little bit of uh, discrimination against my kids there because my, my kid's bedtime is 8 p.m. as well. So I know not everybody can make it. So it's yeah. all, all mature ages, all folks that are able to stay up past 8 p.m. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, if there's, like, I think it's it's a nice niche for, like, folks that aren't 21 yet. You know, that, that I mean, you've graduated high school, possibly. You know, you're looking for something to do, but yet you can't go hang out at a bar. You can't get to certain clubs. See them walking around downtown so, all the time. So feel bad is, for them because they so just this got the is movies. So some, something to do, right? Hell yeah. Uh, all ages. I mean, 16 and over is what, like, other venues like in Santa Cruz do. This yeah. is all ages. I mean, if you're 10 years old and, and you want to yeah. come hang I out. I brought my son to the last one. He was, he's 12. My son's 12. Oh, hell yeah. He came and watched me rock at the last... Uh, the last yeah. show. Yeah. So no, no, nobody's turned away yeah. for, for age, right? Yeah, that's the future. So. They're going to see yeah, that these events happen, and so they're going to yeah, know, all right, this is what I got to plan for. Right, I'm just, right. I just curious, like, you know, because I, I, you know, my my daughter also sees me, like, you know, going up on stage and doing shows to the events that I can bring her to. So I'm just always curious, like, what your kids no, he like. No, my son liked it, you know. He, I mean, he, it's not like I don't cuss in front of him anyway because I'm not. <laughs> I'm like a mediocre parent, you know. What I mean? <laughs> so like, you know, I say bad words in front of oh. my son. So uh, no, it was cool though. He's never seen me perform, so he wanted to come, and uh, yeah, he came. He checked it out. He got to meet everybody. It was real cool. That was on the actually that wasn't on my last one. That was on the one before that. That was on the pay the skills uh, 
skills to pay the bills. Skills to pay the bills part one. That was on that one. And yeah, it was dope. You know, he liked it. He'll probably come to the next one. Yeah, so that that's one of the, the big uh big thank yous to specific venues, right? Kinda each venue has something to offer. Yeah. Right. Some of them like for example here there there's really good beer, man. Like can't yeah. deny it, right? People it's are gonna come to and right here. of course th- this is like home like base my garage. to a certain extent. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then there's other places where it's you know, like maybe there's no beer but you know, they have really good food. I mean, you know, across the street, Portobello's or, you know, Steinbeck yeah. Center, where it's like they have a multitude of Hell, things. Hell, even bankers, man. Even, like, shrimp free, tacos, whatever. baby. Ooh. I could use Well, I'm specifically talking tacos. about places where we've been throwing shows. Oh. And, and this <laughs> Fuck place, you, bankers, for not allowing shows. Yeah, I mean, uh, for not doing hip-hop. Just, no, kidding, no, just kidding. We actually haven't been <laughs> in there. So you're, you're so cool on all this. But uh, giving it up, much, much love and respect going out to Somos for making it all ages. Yeah, because you know, I mean, it's not like yes. they're, they're making a buck off of the beer. I mean, they're, no. they're only trying to recover costs by making it, you know, me- very minimal charge at, at the door. I mean, honestly, it's pretty affordable, you know, five bucks. Yeah. Like, but it is what it is. The point being is that it's all ages, you know, and that's one of the big thank yous to that's Will huge. out there, you know, is that we're able to actually extend it a little bit more to, again, that niche. It's like those folks that don't really have something to do. But yeah, they're looking for something, right? I mean, it's like if I was younger and and uh, Somos Media was around, you know, that's probably somewhere that I'd want to go hang out. Oh know? hell yeah! You know, what I mean, instead of going to the mall or instead of like playing video games or whatever it is that I'd be doing just to kill time, it's like yo, like this is something like Bummy Cal Paradox trying to pick up chicks at the mall. <laughs> hey, all I gotta do is bring the no dog. Do something though. more useful. All I gotta do is bring the dog, and they say, you know, they come and talk to the dog. Yeah. Yeah. But I, again, I love that that so, happens. I mean, There's the so many I kids around that, here that walk around yeah. that just like oh, five bucks, I could walk into here, and they could see something different about their hometown. That's like, wait, I like this. I thought I was weird for liking this. Right. There's other people that enjoy this as well, and hopefully, and maybe it not think, them in. feeling you're weird, but just enjoy the vibes. I mean, you know, like Cal brought his son out there. I mean, that's the, one of the first venues that we're, we're able to do that. You know, where it's a hip hop show. It's it's not just an open mic. It's not you know something where where it's not hip hop. I mean, this is specifically a hip hop show. Yeah. Yet you know we're we're able to kind of include more more of the family at this point. So that's what's happening on October 20th, Saturday. You know, just in a few days. So. Don't miss it, and if you do, you're gonna regret it. But there will be others. Well, there's yes. another one coming up, right? Cal, Cal yeah, he's doing. I got, a, a, I got a show event. coming up at Somos, uh, November seventeenth. Uh, yeah, November seventeenth at Somos. I just have the one. And I, I'll give you when I leave. I'll pay you some my soda for cash. So, anyways, yeah. Any any hip hop show that you guys hear about in Salinas, just go to it. It's yeah. gonna be dope. Like no matter. Who's throwing it? If it's hip hop in Salinas, go support local hip hop yeah. in Salinas. That's what we need is you know is the support from the people because the people are a part of it just like we are. You know we're making music, but we wouldn't be anything if it wasn't for the people who yeah. come to the shows and support us. Come rock with us. You know what I mean? Hell yeah! You shout, gotta out, show. shout out to everybody that's gone to any of these shows. Oh fuck yeah! You know like yeah. like for real like thank you like for you know thank you for real to all the listeners that have gone to any of these shows. You are appreciated. Yeah, you are appreciated. Hell yeah. Go to the next one, no matter who's rocking. Because it's going to be dope because it's local hip-hop. You know what I mean? Fuck yeah. It's going to be dope. So, Queen, any final words? Um, Well, thank you for having us. Got to pay my bill. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I mean, just thank you. uh, Like what Cal just said, basically. Just thank you to anybody who supports. Um... For anybody that contributes, 
Um, I love my city and I want to help put it on the map in a more positive way. You know, anything for Salinas. We're telling our story. And we'll see at that final words. What are we doing? Well, once again, just, I mean, you can't move forward without acknowledging folks who have been here. So I think today's episode is really good. Again, really good snapshot of, you know, generational hip hop here. In, oh, in, fuck in yeah. From Cal <laughs> as somebody that inspired me to even conceptualize yeah. hip-hop here in salinas yeah to uh i mean yes myself but so Queen, man like she's carrying this torch right now that you know i haven't really seen a lot of people carry and i know that she says it's kind of like you know feels awkward there's a certain stigma there the fact that she's a girl or a woman but uh yeah i was gonna say excuse me ain't no girl honey. no no it don't, no it don't matter you're supposed I'll, I'll correct myself Art was also a girl but, too we say girl in hip-hop, nah. in hip-hop it doesn't matter dope is dope is dope of no course matter who you are of course color yeah. Sex, religion, whatever. If you're dope, you have a place in hip hop. Beautiful final words. We're ending there.